Well, what is up, my beautiful Crips and Walkers? And you know what? I think I'm going to change that a little bit. I think I'm going to address it as my beautiful disabled disciples. So um, on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about not only the struggles of disability, which is something we always talk about, but more in-depthly, we're going to talk about the response to the struggles of disability and how all of us respond to our struggles and tribulations differently. And what does the cross of Jesus Christ mean to you? What does it look like to you? All of that and more coming right up on Handy Schlapped. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. And I say that now because this past weekend, I officially became ordained into the calling of ministry through my church and through the Church of Jesus all over the world. And it's a real honor to take up that calling. It's not an easy calling, but it's a real blessing to go through that. So I am now officially a pastor and it's a wonderful feeling. And so uh, today's show, we're gonna uh, go around a little bit, kind of go through more on disability, obviously, because this is a disability podcast and a little bit of faith, of course. So we always keep things on disability topics implemented with faith and how we can get through the struggles and trials of disability together. Not just talk about them, whatever these topics may be, whether it's caregiving or what the process of hiring caregivers, what that's all about, dealing with insurances, uh, dealing with the mental issues of disability, the mental struggles, all of that. Disability is an entirely different beast altogether, you know. And with everyone listening, I just hope you have are having a blessed week so far in your struggles. I hear you in your struggles. I relate with you and empathize with you in any kind of struggles you're dealing with today. So this past few days, I've been thinking a lot about how I respond or how we respond to certain people when people may feel like they are offending us or people who get on our nerves and we let our insecurities and our anger and our difficulties get the best of us. You know, uh, past few days I haven't, I've not been making the best decisions in my life, the best decisions that the way I talk with people and doing a couple things I actually may regret and learning how to be accountable for those decisions. You know, as whether you're a disabled person or not, I say that a lot here because, you know, when you live with a disability, you go through life one way compared to someone else. Every walk or roll is differently Um, so how we do things is going to be unique to us 
our relationships with others and our relationship with God himself. And so a lot of times it's easy to get caught up in ourselves. It's easy to get caught up in the idea of self-love and self-affirmation, which is something I love to talk about because that is a belief I reject and how God wants us to live and to pursue him. And you know, we're all human. We're going to make stupid decisions. We're going to say things to people that are very harsh and that might be very mean. You know, things that we say that we regret five minutes later. It's like, no, as soon as it leaves your mouth or the fingers of your keyboard or your phone tapping keyboard or your tablet, whatever, especially on social media, the things we post and say, we don't always think that they're going to be harmful to someone, but because it's easy, we do it. And because they offended us first, we feel like we have the right to offend them back. You know, they hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them kind of mentality. And that's just not right. You know, I don't care who you are. I had to learn this the hard way. You know, there was also a time recently where I tried to clean up a mess that I was diving myself into. A couple of them, actually. And one of them went well. The one that I thought would be a little bit easier did not go so well. Well, not easy, but more direct. And uh, I kind of spat up in my face, you know. It's one of those things where you try to do the right thing, but it comes back and bites you in ways you weren't really expecting. Even though it's plausible, um, you weren't expecting it. You know, I tried to repair something that I broke. I tried to apologize on my behalf. And uh, something I did was wrong, something that was habitual and that I was continuing in doing that was wrong. And the reception I was potentially expecting did not go the way I thought. And so that situation is over and done with. And um, like Jesus talks about, you have to dust your feet or dust your wheelchair tires and move on. He didn't say that, but that's my translation for that part, the disabled edition of scripture, whatever. So um, today we're going to dive more into um, the tribulations of disability and everything I kind of just talked about, how we respond to it. You know, when you're disabled, you look at things differently and how you navigate the world and things that may um, please you things that may help you, but also things that may offend you. You know, everyone gets offended in different ways. And something I believe that is either very offensive or it's not offensive, it's entertaining or it's pleasing to you. I think a symbol that used to be very fierce and uncomfortable for people has become very soft and not so daunting or intimidating or fearsome is the cross of Jesus itself. You know, when I look at how my disabled life uh, ties into trying to be a Christian, there are what seems like there's a lot of contradictions there. You know, um, like I'm, we're all suffering in that regard. And it's like, come on, God, when are you going to do something? 
you see me trying to live a normal life, and yet I struggle day in, day in, and all that, day in, day out. You see me dealing with all the stupidity, with all the hardships I deal with on a, again, a daily basis. It's a daily struggle. You're a God of miracles. You healed paralytics and the blind and the, the lepers in scripture. Why can't you do that now? Or at least why doesn't it seem like you're doing that now? Why do disabled people have to suffer so much? Dealing with rejection, dealing with all kinds of things that the normal person, or I shouldn't say that, but other people don't really see, you know? What does that mean to me and how I respond? I could respond in many different ways to all these tribulations we go through. It doesn't need to be disabled related. It can be work related or relationships or whatever. Like I was dealing with earlier this week with relationships that were restored and other ones were broken. How are we going to respond to it? You know, I look at other people that are in my similar situation, living with spinal muscular atrophy or living with other forms of muscular dystrophy, dealing with other forms of disability that are similar to me. And I think I look at how online, how all these people are responding in their own ways, ways that they feel is right or ways that we all feel is right in order to be heard. You know, we all want to be heard. We all want to be taken seriously. We all want to be cherished and understood. That's a real human thing, and I get that. That goes for everyone that's listening. We all want to be understood. We all want to be taken seriously. We all want to be taken in, accepted. But then I think about how the things we go through any kind of trials and tribulation, that it's not about really what we go through, but it's how we respond to it that shows our character. Are we going to make ourselves a victim of the situation, or are we going to be a victor over the situation? You know, and I think about how easily we become offended by things. Even like me, I get offended by the stupidest stuff sometimes better than I used to be. I say that now, but then five minutes later, I'll be debating with someone and calling them out and saying the stupidest things that are harsh and don't need to be said. Lesson learned, I guess. But, you know, I'm still going to trip up on that probably. And that goes for just living the disabled life in general. We so easily let the silliest things offend us so easily the things that we think we can see the things that we see that are not there and then we try to make it a bigger deal than it actually is in order to gain like a one-up on the situation or in order to uh, voice our opinion on something you know we all have our thing and I think that goes with faith as well. 
in how we respond to the way Christ calls us or um, the way we respond to who Jesus is. And I think about what does the cross mean to you? You know, part of the reason why the cross is a symbol of this podcast as well, because it's something I have to bear, something we all have to bear on our backs and our shoulders to carry with us. That's why a good friend of mine, Jenna, helped me design the cross on the shoulder of the wheelchair user in that way. Because even in my disability, in all of our disabilities, it's a more obvious cross that we have to bear. And it kind of also ties into the symbolism of how we respond to what we go through. Are you going to carry the cross with you? Or are you going to drop it, say, screw it, and say, I quit? I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. And we fall into the mindset of needing to prove ourselves or what seems like proving ourselves. I see this so much on social media. Maybe I'm a noob. I'm a newbie. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird that way. But I just never understood the concept of needing to prove myself for anything. All of us need to prove ourselves. Um, like proving that disabled people are sexual people too. We're disabled, but we can still have sex. We can do all that. And making that a big deal online or in social circles. I get the understanding. I actually understand that one. Because when you're... A lot of times people look at the disabled community as asexual, innocent, or angelic. Or that we're totally oblivious to those type of urges or mindsets or feelings. You know, which is ludicrous. It's stupid. Of course we have all the same human emotions and feelings. So I get that. I guess it just depends on how I present it. I know I'm just not a believer in making that our identity. Like proving ourselves to others as a form of identity. Like proving and showing to everyone. Like we show them how capable we truly are. And what we can do. Although it is a battle. I see both sides of the coin. It's a battle because I don't care who you are. There's always that sense of validity that we all want. To prove to people that we are who we are. And we don't need to change. See what I mean? That's the difference is that when it comes to proving ourselves, it also equates with I am who I am. I don't need to change. Is that really true, though? You know, I go back to uh, responding to struggles and tribulations. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about, uh, indirectly, he talks about his own struggle. He calls it his thorn in the flesh, found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where he has this struggle or he has this deep burden upon him that just hurts him so bad and uh, scholars and theologians have 
debated forever on what that actually is. Um, it could be uh, pride. Um, it could be the gospel itself. It could be uh, homosexuality even. It's possible that Paul struggled with that. We don't know. Um, but it could very well be pride. And uh, he may boast. and Or may not boast, you know. Um, I'm just going to read it from the passage here directly. Verses 7 through 10. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the suppressing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Remember that. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly to my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Say that with me again. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So the way I see it, and the way what scripture is actually saying here, it's not about the need to prove ourselves. You know, we get so caught up in the idea that we need to show our strength at all times in order to gain the respect that we desire and the approval that we desire as well. You know, to show that, oh, that's nothing, I can handle it. To show our um, capabilities, to show that we're competent. Because all in all, a lot of it becomes a competition. To show that we, we are not weak, we are powerful. I am good enough. I am strong enough. You know, at the, at the end, you were really not... <laughs> <laughs> we're really not. We struggle, and we don't want to admit to those struggles always because struggle equals weakness. Mostly in our own terms. You know, we try to show that we can do all things on our own, that we are just fine where we are. No need to change. And we don't like to be weak, we don't like to be insulted or we don't like hardships, or being persecuted, or any form of calamity. Who does? No one does. That's human. No one likes to have those things. You know, uh, no one likes to be insulted. You know, I insulted someone a few days ago that I am no longer proud of. At the time, I was prideful about it, because I got really defensive about something. Um, that really did not need to be defended. At least that kind of ins that kind of thing could have been defended by itself. Um, I didn't need to make myself look like a jackass to this person um, by letting my pride get in the way. But I think the real point here is whether it's in your disability or something else in your life. 
What is your thorn in the flesh? What is that thing in your life that just irks you? The thing that's just piercing your side into your brain even that just harasses you night and day. That thing that holds you. Again, it's interpreted different ways um, in scripture, what Paul's thorn in the flesh was, but that speaks volumes for us. What has God allowed in your life to get your attention upon him? You know, what is something that woke you up? Something that you struggle with that you need to go to God about? I think the real point of all this, when you look down on it, is are you content with your disability? I mean, truly, not just satisfied or just fine with it, getting by or that whole bull crap of fake it till you make it, which I never believed in. But are you really content where you are with your weaknesses? Are you okay with your disability? Are you okay with your faults and your and being insulted for standing up for what you believe in? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to just be Christ or your faith. It can be standing up for your own values or your own beliefs, standing up for what you believe is right, or just believing in or standing up for what's right objectively are you content to be insulted by your oppressors and those who persecute you bullies in your life i have a bully in my life as well this person is often bitter and likes to call me out on many things um not only because i'm a believer but also because i'm a pastor um but God bless this person. I pray for God's riches and glory and forgiveness and love to be over this person, this bully in my life. But I ask you, though, are you content with it then? With your bullies? Have you forgiven your bullies? Have you made peace with your hardships and the times when you were persecuted? I also help out with a uh, student ministry um, where I help teach with uh, like middle schoolers and high schoolers. And recently we were talking about honesty and hypocrisy. And we do small groups and stuff. So my group is made up of the middle school boys, the little young gentlemen. And uh, this week they were actually really good. We talked on this topic when Jesus in the book of Matthew is talking about uh, before you judge someone make sure you check yourself first and like I've heard that passage a million times but in my own life that really stuck with me differently probably because I've been through it recently um, but just because of what that actually implies looking at yourself that's why I bring up, are you content with your weakness? Are you content with 
hardships and your persecutions and calamities and insults? Are you content with looking at your disability and how it's affected you and your life and your body? The abuse someone put you through. Have you made peace with it? You know, uh, one of the points that was brought up was when no one, when you're alone in your room or just when you have some you time um, in solitude or isolation, no one's calling you, no one is texting you or anything like that. And you're all alone in that moment with nothing but your thoughts, nothing with no one but yourself to face. Just you and the Lord, or you and yourself, depending on how you look at it. Are you content with that? Because why Jesus says, before you look at other people and their faults and what they're going through, look at yourself first. That's the key, looking back at yourself. We hate doing that. We don't want to look at the tribulations that we've been through. We just want to get over it and move on from it. That's why I say, what does the cross mean to you? When you see the cross, do you see just entertainment or complete peace or that everything is fine? In one sense, yes. But what the cross, how the cross ought to be looked at is heavy, a burdensome, uncomfortable, because the cross really means ourselves. When you look at the cross, it should be a mirror into yourself, into what ugliness, into what needs to be changed. Instead of just going along with the, the collective mindset nowadays of, oh, I'm fine, I'm good, I am powerful, I am wonderful. Throw that garbage away because it's very exhausting to constantly be on that mindset all the time. And it's only going to lead you down a further path of destruction. For Jesus tells us to look at ourselves, and we see later in scripture in this past passage of 2 Corinthians, for when I am weak, which we are at all times, when I am weak and broken and vulnerable, and I look at myself when I'm alone. It's only in Christ that we are made strong. You may have a, a one thorn in the flesh in your life that harasses you day and night, whatever that may be. It's up to you to decide what that is and to identify it. Or it's a bully in your life. That for someone that reminds you of your brokenness but kicks you where you're down. When the real thing is for us to look at each other and ourselves and be content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Why? Because where we are broken and weak, then Christ is strong. Because it is in those times where my grace, as Jesus says here, Jesus said to the Apostle Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Because no matter how much we plead 
to God to take away our disabilities, to take away our shortcomings, to take away all the hatred in our lives and the illnesses and the abuses and all the things we hate about ourselves and the pain every day. Please, Lord God, take it away. It's not about that, just taking it away. Because there are times in the Gospels as well where the crowds would come to Jesus, but they only came to him because of the healing. And that's it, what they could get out of Christ. Kind of like how what we can get out of God. We only put our desires with God, not his desires for us, and then we move on from him. That's not the way it should be. That's why oftentimes Jesus would tell his disciples, do this in private, because then it would also help other people to focus on the healer, not just the healing. You know what I'm saying? For when we are weak, then I am strong. It is in these hardships and persecutions and our thorns in the flesh. As we look at the cross, we look at ourselves. All of our offenses, our tribulations, are nailed to that cross. It's not about us anymore. It's not about trying to prove anything. That exhausting chore of trying to prove ourselves that we are good enough or that we are capable, that our disability is only a little thing where we try to make proving ourselves part of our part of our identity. It's not about that. It's about the sufficient grace of Christ. And now he can help you in that. Disability and the cross. What does the cross mean to you? And how can the cross make you look at yourself and your disability and how you respond to it? For when I am weak, then I, Christ, am strong. Let's pray together, shall we? Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you right now weak and broken. Lord God, we try so hard to distract ourselves from this brokenness and these hardships, Lord. Lord, but it only pulls us further away from you. It only takes us away from your grace in our lives, Lord God. These thorns in our flesh that you showed to the Apostle Paul, these things that ache at us, hurt us, that we plead for you to take away, but we need to glorify you more and more every day, Lord God, where we can rip open ourselves, expose ourselves, so that your Holy Spirit can come into us. It's not about proving ourselves, It's not about fitting in. It's not about, am I male enough? Am I female enough? Am I a different gender? Am I a different pronoun? Am I a different way to identify myself? Do I have to identify myself differently because I feel like I don't live up to the expectations of other people? Or I don't feel like a man, I don't feel like a woman anymore because I don't fall into those categories. Lord, because I am not enough to fit in there. Lord, where I am so weak 
And Lord, we are weak, and it is your strength and your grace that is sufficient for us. Lord God, I thank you for your glory and your love for anyone that is listening, anyone who is hurt, Lord, and who is suffering through their disability. Lord God, let your Holy Spirit reign over us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, well, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Handy Schlapp. I am Reverend Jordan Schrader. This episode is on disability and the cross. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, please reach out to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Schrader. Or you can email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. I'm still trying to get together that Handy Schlapp Discord so we can do an open group chat. So please be patient with me on that. Until then, blessings to you all. Take care, stay safe, and as always, stay classy. God bless you.